Hi, this is Jennifer Marks, founder of the Passporter Guidebooks and website, and you're listening to Stories of the Magic. Welcome to Stories of the Magic, an unofficial Disney podcast with your host, Randy Crane. Hear stories from Disney cast members, Imagineers, artists, and more right here on Stories of the Magic. And now, here's your host, Randy Crane. Welcome to episode 121 of Stories of the Magic. I'm Randy, your host. Thank you for joining me. If you're new to Stories of the Magic, we are a positive and story-filled Disney podcast offering stories from cast members, Imagineers, artists, actors, and more, including guests, promoting a mutual love of Disney, celebrating and preserving the Disney magic and legacy, and inspiring people to live their dreams just as Walt Disney did. If that appeals to you or piques your curiosity, you're definitely in the right place, and I'm glad you're here. In this episode, we continue a conversation with Jennifer Marks, the founder and creator of the Passporter Guidebooks. In part one, she told us about how she became interested in Disney, how the Passporter Guidebooks came to be, what's changed over the years, some of her biggest challenges, and more. Now, in this episode, Jennifer talks about adapting to changing technology, the Passporter Newsletter, World of Color Viewing Tips at Disney California Adventure, the future of Passporter as she sees it now, questions that she often gets asked about the Disney dining plan for Walt Disney World, some of her favorite things at or about the Disney parks that might surprise people, attempts to organize her many thousands of photos. I was very relieved to get her answer on this one. What she would do if she could have any job working for the Walt Disney Company, what she never gets asked that she wishes people would ask her, what inspires her, her advice to you for following your dream, and, of course, shameless plug time. Now, a brief word from a fellow podcaster and friend, and then it's time to turn the page and continue this story. Hello, Neverlanders. I'm Jeremy, host of the Neverland Podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. As a young boy in Marceline, Missouri, Walt Disney played Peter Pan in a school play, and Peter Pan remained one of his favorite stories throughout his life. He used to say that an adult was just a grown-up child, and he designed Disneyland to help that adult act like a child again. Well, that's what we do here in Neverland. This is where you never have to grow up. And so we'll talk about heroes like Spider-Man, He-Man, and others that taught us how to do what's right because right makes might. And we'll enjoy the simple pleasures of imagination, our greatest toy. We're like Saturday mornings all in one podcast. Every week on the Neverland Podcast, we'll sprinkle our pixie dust and fly to Disney and beyond. And now, this week's interview on Stories of the Magic said the world has changed so much in 20 years like it's kind of crazy in fact when you think about it i mean we didn't even you know facebook i don't even know is that like about 10 years old at this point i think maybe not even quite i don't know youtube youtube started the year my son was born that was all all that stuff came after passporter started and so we have had to adapt along with it and sometimes the adaption is okay but sometimes it's rough Right. Um, Because we weren't thinking along those lines. And the other people who, let's say a WordPress blog, it's a really good example. Um, You can make a WordPress WordPress blog today and, you know, uh, 
you know, put in some awesome articles and do it, you know, for uh, several months. And you can actually get a lot of attention that way. You can get into Google search results and that kind of thing. We're actually really, really well. And I know because I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it happen. So I speak with authority here. And like, but all you did really was write an awesome blog, which is not, I'm not saying that's like no big deal, but, but it is, it is hard on to, to have started from like, a, we have like an old website at this point that it is not, you know, although, I mean, I, I just recently switched it over to mobile friendly, but it wasn't for a long time. Right. So I think aging gracefully is also a challenge. Right. It's only going to, there's only, I don't even know what's going to come in the next decade. I just, whatever blows my mind to think about it. Like, you know, will we, will we even be able to do that? Like, I think that videos are going to be more and more important. And like, how do I do a video? Right. <laughs> no one wants to sit there and watch me talking about Disney. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. And if I remember right, isn't it the last maybe few months that you reformatted your weekly newsletter too, so that it would be more mobile friendly? I talked about how I'm going to do it, but ah. I haven't done it yet. Yes. Which you have a very good memory. So yes, that we, we actually talked about it on the podcast, but it turns out to be a lot more complicated than I thought. So I'm still working on it and it's not done yet, but that's a great example. I mean, our right now our, our newsletter is formatted for people who read it on a desktop, but more and more people are using their mobile devices and not desktops. So <laughs> they can't really read the newsletter now, can they? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. Unless, I mean, we have like a text version, but that's kind of boring. Right. <laughs> so, right. Right. Yeah. And that's a great newsletter. I think this might be the first time we've mentioned the newsletter uh, as we've been talking here. The newsletter. That's right. And I didn't mention that it started, oh, I don't know, maybe a few years and it was kind of sporadic. I would do it. I think I was doing it like once a month and I, it was hard. It was very difficult. And then um, Sarah started helping us do it and it basically does it all now. And we went from two weeks to one week, every week. So, and there, there there's no way we would have a newsletter for work for Sarah. She is the newsletter goddess among many other things. She makes it happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I hear her frequently. See, what's the nice word that I can use? Um, Soliciting articles, okay. <laughs> Frequently begging. Every yeah. week we have two articles in our newsletter, uh, which and so that's a that's a lot. Most newsletters have one article, um, but I always wanted it to be really content rich. So she has to find a lot of articles to go in there. So yes, she's always asking for articles. <laughs> yeah, I've submitted a half a dozen or so myself that she's used, which is always fun to you know, see your name show up in the awesome. newsletter. Yeah, and then also you're like in our archive for like ever and ever. You're online. You're online. Yeah, you know people can Google you. <laughs> That's true. And you know even the newsletter is a great example of you put something out and things change. I think it was the first or second article I wrote was about World of Color viewing at mm. California Adventure, and I explained what the color coding of the seating was, and you want you know, okay. this color section and all of that. And I think between the time I sent it to her and the time it showed up in the newsletter, maybe a week later, changed. they changed all the colors. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I think it was like oh. red was the color that you wanted to be in. And now red is the premium dining location uh -huh. right. and yellow and blue are your choices. And, <laughs> and for a while, red was like around the corner uh, over by the golden Zephyr. 
and then it became premium. So right, you know, the world of color seating at Disneyland is really confusing. I when I was there in January, the advice was to like eat lunch at um Carthay Circle um to get you know with the yeah the world of color dining package that's it um and I did that and then you know I like really really wanted to see this I was so excited to see it and I like got there like an hour early and stood there in the rain where I was supposed to and it turned out that it was terrible viewing that they gave me and that people who just walked up were able to get better viewing than I did really yes it was such a bummer and of course you know that was like seven eight months ago so you know who knows what it is now, but I was bummed out by that. Mm -hmm. With good reason, yeah. I've learned to give two pieces of advice to people who are going to see World of Color, and mm -hmm. it now doesn't matter whether you do dining or not and what color they label the sections or anything like that. Uh, it seems, seems to work pretty well. Uh, the first one is don't worry about how close you are to the water. Just make sure you're on the railing of whatever section you're in. Right. Uh, that matters more than that. and. Make sure you're as close to show center as possible, which is not where show center looks like it would be. Like It looks like it would be the middle of the lagoon, and it's not. So what you do is, as you start to walk through the section, look at the Mickey head on Mickey's fun wheel. And when he's looking at you, that's show center. That's a great tip. Thank you. You're welcome. I will use that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it works out really well to you know whenever you come up we my wife and i just saw it a couple of weeks ago and uh, we ended up walking right by the viewing section that we ended up being in because we were going where everybody else was and then a cast member said well you know that section right back there is open too and there was one person standing there wow and so we went back this was maybe a half hour or no about 40 minutes before the show we went back there and we were right behind the dessert party seating Oh, wow. And, you know, <laughs> and we were pretty much, Mickey was looking straight at us. So we were show right. center at the front of a section, and it was amazing viewing. So That's awesome. You know, next time you come out here to see it, try that. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so what do you see in the future for Passporter? You talked about the live guides, and I'm sure you're going to be rolling those out for, like you said, Disney World, Disney Cruise Line. And then is that kind of as far as the vision goes right now, or are you looking even beyond that? That's mostly what I'm focused on right now because it's such a huge project and I've been working on it for two years and I still have so much more ahead of me to do. So getting all of our big books and all of our eBooks. So that includes like Disney weddings, um, which is actually a pretty big book. <laughs> it needs to all be in a database. And then, um, and then I also want to make apps that, um, reference the database and uh, all of the awesome readings and reviews that we've been collecting lately with our new system. So I guess apps also I see in the future. And then more trip planning tools, more ways to help you determine what's best for you and your family for going. So, you know, things that auto-calculate, you know, figure out the Disney dining plan. You just, you know, type in when you're going and how long you'll be there. And it determines whether it's a good deal or not, stuff like that. I have lots of plans for things of that nature. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's probably a question I expect you get, maybe not more than any other, but it's got to be way up there in the top is, should I do the dining plan or not? Is it a good value? Yeah, we get that question a lot. Yes. <laughs> I think almost yep. every time you guys do a listener question show on the podcast, something related to that comes up. 
so many people want to know. Yep. Or or the big question is, is often, when will free dining be this year? <laughs> of course, we don't know. Maybe, maybe not at all, right? That's always a possibility. <laughs> yeah. And when they rolled it out for yeah. this year, the dates were so limited and seemed like yes, almost sporadic and the resorts that qualified were super right. limited. And, you know, I had all these clients that said, hey, is this going to apply to me? Well, after I spent a few hours trying to figure it out, most of them mm-hmm. it didn't. Or mm-hmm. it did, but it wasn't going to save them any money because right, of right. where they were or whatever. So, right. you know, just because free dining is coming, if it comes, doesn't necessarily mean that it's a better deal than, you know, what you can do ahead of time. That's right. You should always, you should always check and not assume. Like I actually almost never do uh, the Disney dining plan or free dining because, the way that we eat. Uh, we don't actually spend a lot of money on food, so it, it never really works out for us, right? Yeah. So, and know, that's a lot of food. Everyone's different, right? Yeah, it's a lot. Of, it does a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I usually tell people, uh, figure out either what you plan to spend on food or you know, see what the dining plan cost is and get that and put it on a Disney gift card. Then your meals are prepaid. Right, yeah. Use that to pay for everything. Right. And then if you've got anything right. left over... It's not gone like it is on the dining right. plan. Use it for souvenirs. Right. Use it at your local Disney store when you get home. Exactly. You know, whatever. Exactly. Right. Yep. I agree. It's good. Now, I, I'm sure you can't even count the number of times you've been to Walt Disney World in mm-hmm. these years. Uh, and mm-hmm. you, you, like you said, you've eaten at all the restaurants. You've stayed at all, like, well, except for the new ones in Disney Springs. Right. Um, stayed at all the resort hotels and everything. And... Uh, so that's kind of a pretty broad experience base of all the stuff that you've done. And between the stuff that you write and on social media and the podcast and everything, I know you get to talk about your favorite stuff a lot. You know, periodically, uh, you and Sarah right. will do a top five of whatever, yes. you know, which are always really fun. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to ask the typical favorite character, favorite ride, and so on. Uh, but what I would like to know is, what are some of your favorite things at or about Walt Disney World that might surprise people? Hmm. So that's a kind of a tough question. I mean, one of the things I really like to do is just sit down somewhere and watch everything. I I love seeing because probably because I'm shy and quiet. Sometimes I find Disney to be very overwhelming. <clears throat> There's a lot going on, right? So just being able to sit and all everything's happening. I'm just like in a little bubble, whatever. And I can see, still see everything and I can hear everything. And like, it's like, there's something about it. It's really rather magical to me. Um, and then something else, I probably have mentioned this on the podcast, but I've, I absolutely love taking photos of Disney. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 like I might be obsessed because there's been times when you know, like the guys just want to like hang out. They're tired, right? And or they want to just do something really simple. And I'm like, no, look at the sky. It's brilliant blue sky. We have to go to Magic Kingdom today and take photos, <laughs> <laughs> right? So I'll like drag them to go to out, out somewhere just so I can take beautiful photos because it makes me happy. I don't know. There's so, there's something about Disney. Everything is um brightly colored and very pretty to look at. That it makes photography very satisfying so yeah i can probably take photos my entire trip and like do nothing else (laughs) i'm not (laughs) exaggerating like i could just take like thousands of photos (laughs) on your most recent trip do you have any idea how many you took i don't 
Well, I know that at Disneyland it was like five thousand. <laughs> Because it's, I was alone, so there was nothing to hold me back. <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of bad. That's all I did. It was crazy. I was so tired after that trip. But at Disney, when I went to Walt Disney World, it was probably only a couple thousand. Oh, only a couple thousand. Yeah, well, I take a lot of photos, and I take multiples because I'm looking for what the best. So, I mean, it, it kind of sounds like it's more – like, in the end, you know, you don't have that many because, you know, you don't need 10 photos of the same thing that are just slightly different, right? Right. <laughs> but I do. I do. I actually have, um, like, my library of photos going back to when I, when I first had a digital camera is – Probably about a quarter of a million photos. It's really, it's really kind of unwieldy, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but I, I need to keep them all because I actually will reference photos from like years ago when I'm working on things. So it's a big deal. My personal photo archive. Yeah. So do deal. you have them pretty well labeled, categorized, whatever? <laughs> no. I, <laughs> I wish I could say I did, but no. I keep them, actually, I keep them all in iPhoto on my Mac, and they're organized just by date. So I actually have to just remember when I went, or I have to sit there and, like, scroll really fast. <laughs> and like, oh, look, there's there, there, there we go. There it is, right? It's kind of tough. I should I, – I have actually over the years attempted um, organization systems because I take so very many photos, and I'm such a busy person. I wasn't able to keep up with it, right? I just – there was no – I would, like, start to organize them and give them all names, but then I couldn't continue, right? So it's like after a while, you just have to add your photos. You just have to keep them, right? Right. So, yeah, whatever. It's it's working okay right now. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm surviving. <laughs> and I'm glad to know I'm not the only one that has just folders and folders of photos that are just by date. Yeah. I need yeah. this yep. picture for my blog. And so you right. just go back to previous. I think I might have taken one in this trip. No, no, I wasn't in that part of the park on this trip. Let's go back to the next one. Right. That's what it's like. Yeah. No, yeah. no, that wasn't the year I did that. That was a different year. And like I actually use my son um and how old he is as a guide. So so you might be able to do that too with your daughter, right? As she yeah. grows up, you'll be able to say, Oh, this is the year because you can tell by how old she is, right? Right. <laughs> like, which we did. Yeah. <laughs> Our little timeline. Or of course, pre pre children makes a difference too in your photos. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm sorry we don't have quite the same kind of blue skies out here most of the time that Walt Disney World does. But with the air pollution, we have sunrise and sunsets that are just amazing. That is true. You do. Yeah. When I was there in January, I it was 50-50. So the first two days were, were overcast and I was kind of bummed out. But the second two days were like beautiful blue skies, and I took lots and lots and lots of photos those days. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> it's okay. You still have them. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Thank you for making me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> so with all of this work and planning and everything that you're just being so immersed in Disney, and kind of your thing is the Disney parks, right? Not so much the animated features or the live-action right, films. Right. It's pretty mainly focused yeah. on parks. Yeah. I go to see the movies, but you know, like whatever, yeah. just like anybody else does, right? So yes, it's the it's the parks, it's the and the cruise ships and the places the cruise ship goes to. Yeah, right. Have you ever ended up going to see a movie because you saw something in the parks and you're like, I have no idea what that is, and so you went to see the movie that it was oh, yeah. based on, so you would have some idea what you just had done or seen, yes. or whatever. Well, I have a rule, and which is that I have to see every Disney animated feature that comes out 
whether I want to or not, because I know it will get referenced someplace and I'll need to understand the reference. But I remember before Frozen came out, we were at Disney World and we saw these stuffed animals of like a reindeer or yeah, it was a reindeer and a snowman. We're like, what the heck are those? <laughs> like, I have no idea. And I'm like searching my brain. Like, I don't remember anything like this. Like I was really puzzled because, you know, I, I go see the movies, but I don't keep up on them. Like as in what's coming out. Right. Right. Um, and then frozen came out and I didn't see it right away. Uh, I think it was like around the holidays and I was busy. But finally I, I drugged my son there. He didn't want to go. And it was really, it was a really good movie. And then, uh, then I understood what the big deal was. Like everyone was making a big deal about Frozen. <laughs> right. So, yeah, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, I get teased actually on the podcast, rightly because I, I'm not, I'd like a TV person. And since my son was born, I don't go see movies the way I used to. So my understanding of pop culture is, is below average, right? So a lot of things will go over my head because I just didn't get the reference. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, Sarah's understanding of pop culture is maybe somewhat above average. Yes, it's, I would say it's definitely above average. So between the two of us, we average out. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why yeah. you make such a good team. That's right. We do. We make an awesome team. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> so especially with all this interest in the parks and just being so immersed in all of that, uh, I suspect that your answer to this question might focus there, but I I could be wrong. I've been surprised before on this. Uh, if you could have any job working for the Walt Disney Company, what would it be and why? And you can invent a job if it doesn't currently exist. <laughs> okay, so... My initial answer to that is that I wouldn't want to work for Disney because it would mean moving to Florida or California or some other place and I wouldn't be here in Michigan, right, which is my home. And so I, I wouldn't want to. And of course, I am used to working on my own. I'm like really fiercely independent person. Um, and uh, I would be working for Disney. Right? <laughs> that would like change everything, right? Yeah. But what you said, like I could invent any job. So if, you know, I mean, I really like what I do. I really, really do like what I do. So if I could invent any job, it would be a, to work <laughs> at home like I do now for Disney. And like, I think it would be really cool to like help them out with their, their blogs and their, their online projects and stuff like that. So basically similar to what I do now, except it would be with them instead of for me. So. I guess it's not really that an exciting of an answer, <laughs> but there you go. That's my answer. <laughs> do what you do now, but Mickey Mouse signs your paycheck. That yes, sounds pretty exactly. cool to me. That's pretty much what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with that at all. <laughs> so with all this, whatever number I said, 300 and something, I think 340 something uh, podcast episodes and all of this that you put in the guidebooks, and I know that you've got readers and listeners and things that contact you all of the time with questions, but what do you never get asked that you wish people would ask you? You know, the thing that you like, I would love to be able to tell people about this thing, but nobody ever asks, so I never get to. Okay, well, um, the thing that I wish that people would ask me is they would ask me to work on a project or their website or whatever Disney thing that they want to do with them. 
because they think I'm cool and they think I'm, you know, experienced or whatever. I think like no one ever asked me that question. No one ever says, Hey, like I have this great idea for something. And you know, I'm they probably figure I'm really busy and I am really busy. But I think that's what I would that that like that's what comes to mind when you ask me that question. Is that I wish people would reach out to me more and say, Hey, I think you're cool. Will you help me? I always answer my email. Sometimes it takes a while, but <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's true. You do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will attest to that. You absolutely do. If someone were to do that and you know, reach out to you, are there, is there anything that comes to mind that you think, you know, these are kind of the sorts of things that I would you know, really want to or really be good at helping someone with? Or is it just yeah, so, field it? You right. Know? No, no. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a good writer. So, you know, I can pretty much write about anything. But obviously, I write about Disney in the past. So that would be like the first thing that comes to mind. But also, I'm getting really good at, at coding. And I have learned a lot about being online and being on the web and being on social media. And I I have lots of opinions and information that I'm happy to share with people. I have always been of a mind that we should share and help each other, not compete with each other. Like that's never, ever appealed to me. Like I've never wanted to be number one at the expense of everybody else. I really think that we should all just be one big happy family and help each other out, which means, you know, when someone needs a boost, we help them. You know, when we can give something, we do it. And when we need help, someone helps us. Right. Mm -hmm. So that that's, I guess, where that's coming from. Yeah, I like that. I like that mindset because I have noticed that for some reason in the Disney space that there is a lot of competition and some there of it, is. some of it's very unpleasant. I'll just say that. Yes. And I don't really yeah. understand that because you're right. There's there's so much room there and we can we all have these skills and interests and things that can help each other if we would just be willing to do that. I think that. It didn't always used to be that way early on. Um, it was more cooperative, but I think as the web has grown and the stakes have gotten higher, that people's attitudes have changed. And of course, new people come all the time and they have no idea of the, basically, I guess you would consider me an old timer at this point. I mean, 20 years is a long time, right? Mm -hmm. They're probably like, you know, like, She's not going to want to talk to me, right? So I'm just going to do my thing, right? But it's not its not the case. I, I find that, like, yeah, just write to me. You might be surprised. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope that as a result of hearing this, some people actually do that. I hope some people take you up on that. Yeah. You know, partially for helping them and partially for you getting to do that yeah. and partially for building that spirit of collaboration and making yeah. that stronger within the Disney fan community. Yep. I agree. That would be cool. <laughs> so what inspires you? Well, I think my readers and listeners and the people who are paying attention to what I do are the ones that actually inspire me. I kind of think of them as my boss mm. because I don't have one. Right. Yeah. And so that means that when they write to me and say, so I really wish that you had this thing or that this thing did this thing or, or whatever, like especially, you know, with the trip planner, which is what I'm working on you know, in the live guides and they'll write because it's, it's young still and there's lots of room for improvement and they'll write to me and they'll say, I really wish that I could do this in this worksheet. And I'd be like, Hey, that's a great idea. And I go and I do it because they inspired me because I know they want it. Like that's a lot of what drives me is what people ask for. Like seriously, like if you write to me and say you want something, I'll probably try really hard to make it happen. And it's not because I'm trying to please everybody or, you know, like some 
some weird corporate idea of customer service. It's not actually that. It's because people have this idea and I'm like, that's a great idea. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. I know that if people weren't reading what I do or using the things I make or listening to the podcast that I wouldn't keep doing it because that's, I'd be like, whatever. I don't care if I was making a million bucks, I would not want to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm doing it. I'm doing it because people are paying attention. So they're the ones that inspire me. Makes sense. That's a really good answer. And it makes me wonder, is there, well, actually it makes me wonder two things. One is, is there anything that people have asked for, like you were just describing that you just, it never would have crossed your mind to do something like that. And it just struck you as such a great idea that just would not have occurred to you if someone hadn't said that? Well, I think the biggest one that comes to mind is like the first edition of Passporter, where I really thought that people just wanted really simple information about the attractions. And they told me that, no, that's not what they wanted, right? right? Like that's the one that stands out to me the most because it's a big change to have done that. Um, The other stuff over the years is smaller, smaller little things, right? And sometimes people ask me to write books that – I can't, right? Like someone will want me to write a book about um, Alani and I can't do that. Even though I would like to do that, it's like not an option, right? Because, you know, 12 people will read it and and it's really expensive to go to Alani. Essentially, that's what it comes down to as much as I would love to, right? Right. I mean, that's kind of a bummer, but it's mostly like this little things like little changes to the book or the podcast. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then the other thing I'm wondering is, has there been anything that someone's suggested or asked for? And your first thought is, oh, yeah, that's just not going to happen. I, I can't do that. That's not going to happen. And then you found a way to make it happen anyway? Um, There have been, but I can't give you examples. But I do remember that there were times I'm like, no way. I am not doing that. <laughs> it's like too much work. And then what will happen is I'm kind of – sometimes I have to think about things for a while, like what took me a year to decide on the podcast, right? And it will just kind of like tumble around in my head for a while, and I'm like, I guess that's actually a pretty good idea, and I should just do it, right? Sometimes my stubbornness goes in the other direction, and I'll like not want to change something because I think it's right. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but, but I almost always come around if, if it is indeed a good if it's, you know, a solid thing that other people will also benefit from, you know, and then I'm like, yeah, okay, I can do the work. I can make that happen. Might take a while, but I could do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and here's one that you can answer with just a yes or no, and you don't have to give specifics unless you really want to, if something comes to mind. Is there anything that people have asked for and you think, okay, number one, that's not going to happen. And number two, that is ridiculous. You are a crazy person for asking that. <laughs> well... Well, no, because they're asking because they have a need. So they're not crazy. It's just I personally am not going to be the one to make that happen. Like, you know, maybe they have to make it happen for themselves instead. Right. That kind of thing. They're not crazy. We all have like we all have different needs. And some and it's I'm usually what I'm because it's a lot of people that I'm trying to like make the magic happen with, usually I think to myself, is this gonna benefit a large number of people, mm-hmm. not one person, right? So that's usually what it comes down to. Yeah. Who who will it benefit? That makes sense. And if it's not something, if it does fall into one of those categories that's just not going to help enough people, you could say to the person, hey, here's a couple of suggestions on how you could get started doing that thing, and now you go do it. And then, right. hey, let's see what happens if you're able to you know, solve that problem yourself. 
Right. Yep. I agree completely. Now, every single person listening has their own dream. And maybe it's mm-hmm. to help people with Disney travel planning, or maybe it's to create a book, or maybe it is something else entirely, something maybe even completely unrelated to Disney. But they're afraid, or they've been told that it's stupid and they should just give it up. What advice do you have for that person? Well, I don't think that there's really anything that's stupid. I think that we all have different ideas and what might be stupid to one person isn't to another. And it's it's relative, right? So, and I also know a lot of things that were considered stupid and then be, became like really awesome. I'll, I'll give you an example. So early on, I, and this is one that I didn't do a good job at. Early on, people said, I love Hidden Mickeys. And no one ever asked me to write a book about it, but the thought crossed my mind, right? Because pretty much I always think, should I write a book about this, right? <laughs> right. Um, and I thought, oh, no, that's stupid. <laughs> no one's <laughs> going to want a book about Hidden Mickeys. Like, I seriously said that to myself, right? And obviously, I was proven very wrong <laughs> because the Hidden, Bo- Hidden Mickeys book is very popular and has been for a long time. Rightly so, too. Um, so just because someone said it was stupid does not mean that you have to believe them. You need to believe what, what is in your gut. Like, really, you have to ask yourself, if, do you think this is a good idea? And if you do, then you need to do it and don't let anybody sway you from what you want to do. It has to be the thing that you focus on. What we focus on is what we move towards. This is, I've seen this like with lots of other people. I've seen it with myself. The thing I want and the thing I think about all the time, eventually I will find myself there, right? It, it happens. And you have to just be really, really stubborn about working on it and moving towards it and not give up. Passporter would not would definitely not be here today if it weren't because of my stubbornness. There's been a lot of things along the way that I could easily have said, oh, man, this is too hard. This is no way. I am not. I can't do this. This is no fun. This is this is too difficult. Right. Lots of things. Lots of things. But I am like really tenacious, really. (laughs) And that is what has made this happen. And so that's what I recommend is to be just like a dog with a bone. Just don't let that go. If this is, if this is your dream, you just, you just make it happen. It's that simple. It is your dream. You make it happen. Well, there you go. That's great advice. And that's a great example with the hidden Mickey book. That's a really, I appreciate the concrete example uh, of something to illustrate that. And have you considered putting in the acknowledgements or the dedication page of Passporter to my stubbornness without you, this would not have happened. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, because there's lots of other things, too. I'm not going to take credit for all of this, right? Lots of people make this happen, but I'm kind of where the buck stops, right? And if it weren't for me, there would be these things that just, it just would have stopped. <laughs> so that I take credit for. <laughs> Legitimately, yeah. You have every right to take credit for that, of course. <laughs> and now the thing that you set through all the rest of this for to get to shameless plug time. I'm terrible at shameless Plug time. I don't, I am really, actually, I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible self-promoter. I don't even know how I managed to get this far because I always feel kind of embarrassed to talk about like my things or whatever. You asking me questions is totally fine. But like, yeah, otherwise I'm like, okay, I just do some stuff. (laughs) Here's my website. (laughs) If that's your form of a shameless plug, embrace it. Go for it. All right. So I've been talking about the thing that I think is cool, which is, of course, Passporters, trip planner, and our live guides. Like this is like we only 
like soft opened it a month ago. So it's still very young and is in its infancy, but it has the potential to be like super amazing and cool because like there's two different levels. So you can basically get, um, the, a pass to see like just the one guidebook that you care about and it costs less. So it's basically, it's like 1495, but it costs less than what we were charging for the PDF which was 1995 and you get it for the whole year. Like you can download a PDF like every day with the new information for like the whole year, which is like, it's like amazing. And it comes with all like the online worksheets and everything. But we know that a lot of people like all of the books, right? Cause it's, it's been that way. A lot of, we have a lot of really loyal readers. So there's an all access pass where you get access to all of the books, all of the live guides, like everything, all of the eBooks too. So, and all the PDFs we have. So there you go. <laughs> and that's, that's my, that's my shameless plug. <laughs> okay. And people can find all of that at passporter.com. Yeah. If you go to passporter.com, there's like a graphic on the front page, but it also says there's like a planner tab. That's the one you want to planner. Okay. And follow. Yeah. Got it. Well, see if in the show notes, I can put a link directly to the trip planner tab for people. Awesome. And That'd then cool. uh, I know you're on, uh, at least Facebook and I think Twitter also. I am, I am on Facebook. I pay attention to Facebook and I respond there on Twitter. I mostly just make announcements. I don't like talk on, you know, like talk to people uh-huh. on Twitter, but you know, we have, um, we have an account that we make announce, you know, our news and stuff is on. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So I'll also, I'll link to the Facebook page then. Okay. And I might put the Twitter one in there too, just so people can have it and follow it for the announcements if they want to. And we're on Instagram. Oh, you're on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. I put my photos on Instagram. That's so right. That's, I remember. Uh, Passporter Disney Guides, I think, is our Instagram account. Okay. So lots of cool photos there. Okay, cool. Yep. Okay, so I'll link to that too then. Good. Awesome. You did that well. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for being willing to stay up late and uh, yeah. to do this tonight. I, I really appreciate it. It was fun. Thank you very much for having me on the show. That brings us to the end of this week's show. A very special thank you to Jennifer Marks for being my guest and to you for listening. Remember to contact me for more information or to get a quote for the podcast cruise on the Disney Wonder in September of 2017. I want you to join us. If you missed the details when I first announced it, Richard and Sarah Woloski from Skywalking Through Neverland and I talked all about it in episode 119 of this podcast. I'll link to that episode in the show notes here for you so you can get right to it or just email me at cruise at storiesofthemagic.com and I'll fill you in personally. If you're currently doing something because of your love for Disney, you've written a book, created a website, you're blogging, writing, or performing music, art, whatever it may be, and you want to tell people about it and why it matters to you, I want to hear from you. I also want to talk to and hear from people who've worked for Disney. And if you're a Disney guest of any Disney experience, and you've had an encounter or an interaction with a cast member that made some extra Disney magic, I'd love to hear from you too. For any of these, email me at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call the listener feedback line at 734-23-STORY and tell me about your experience. Subscribe to Stories of the Magic in iTunes, the Xbox Music Store, on the website, Stitcher Smart Radio, or through Google Play Music. You can find it at storiesofthemagic.com slash Google for Google Play Music, 
or just search Stories of the Magic in Google Play Music and then look under Podcasts. I've had a couple people that weren't quite sure exactly where to find it, so that's where you go. If you like the show, please rate and review it in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever else you listen to the show and can rate it. It really helps. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, visit storiesofthemagic.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this or any episode. While you're there, check out the show notes for useful links from each episode, too. Like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash storiesofthemagic. Follow the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash storiesofmagic and tweet out that you're listening or pin it on Pinterest. Tell your friends about the show. Keep letting others know that you're listening so they can join in the magic, too. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Stories of the Magic. There will be other days and other stories, but this tale is finished. You've been listening to Stories of the Magic with Randy Crane. If you have feedback, want to share a story of your own, or even be a guest on the show, write to Randy at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call our listener feedback line 734-23-STORY. And don't forget to visit the website storiesofthemagic.com for show notes from this and every episode and to leave your comments. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, live your dreams and make the magic in your world. <laughs>